You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino, and we are pleased to be joined by Brian Helmer from the Hershey Bears, a former teammate of Carl Osner. Uh, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on, on 3,000 wins, the first AHL franchise to ever get to, to that mark, and I think the fifth in, in, in hockey history, right? It is. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, uh, me on for this. It's uh, pretty special when you get to spend some time with Carl, uh, with Alzi here and stuff <laughs> like that. So um, it's pretty special for our organization to, to reach a, a milestone like that. You know, it's like you said, there's only, I think, five pro sports uh, hockey teams that have did it so uh, to be a part of that and to be the first one in the American Hockey League is pretty special yeah and and you also got a chance to play with, with Carl and, and before we get to, to some Capitals topics and I know Carl has has questions do you have a Carl Osner story because I always ask people this and and it always seems like he's such a squeaky clean guy and all of this but do you have a, a favorite memory or story of, of, of playing with Carl yeah, I've got a few, but the one that really sticks out to me is we had a we had a an apartment crawl. Remember this, uh, Alzi? Yeah. And you know it was where we everybody would start at one spot, and then you would have a couple of drinks and a shot, and and you move on to the next person's uh, place. And we weren't sure how what Alzi was going to do, if he was going to participate, or how it was going to you know all unfold. But when we got there, it was pretty impressive. He was uh, Amsterdam, right? Am I right? Yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> and uh, he had it decked out. It was pretty impressive. I think he had black garbage bags all over the place. He had the red light. It was uh, very impressive. So we were pretty fired up with that one. It, well, it was it was funny because so I think I was I may have just turned 21 that year, and and then Mandy was out with me. So she was 18. She would have just maybe been turning 19. So so she was underage. So we couldn't really go out and do a whole lot. Like all all the guys would go out and go to Shakey's after games into Harrisburg and stuff like that. And whenever Mandy was in town, like we couldn't, we couldn't do it cause we didn't have fake IDs. And so, so when, when the apartment crawl was happening, we were like, this is perfect. Like this is up our alley. It's kind of a controlled area. So yeah, Helms is right. We actually, it was a, um, it was black tablecloths. We got a huge roll of black tablecloths and it went, it was like wallpaper on everything. It was so much fun. But, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to ask you one of the things that, one of my favorite memories, and I can't remember if you were involved in this, but what, I, I can't remember if it was your house too. There was a wrestle. There was, some guys always wrestled, right? Just if you do remember what happened during that apartment crawl. Yeah, so it was at my place, and, and again, I think it was Audrey and, and Boyd Kane that got wrestling. And next thing you know, I think everyone got involved, and the the pileup was so big. I think it was close to the ceiling, and it was probably <laughs> a eight nine foot ceiling. So <laughs> you know, it was. Uh, that was the type of team we were. It was it was great. That I think out of my career, I think that was one of the best things we ever did as a team. 
Yeah, and it was why no, it was so funny. Like the guys would just start wrestling like out of nowhere, and and I think a cup fell or a beer bottle fell on one of the guys and cut him. I think it was Drew. I don't remember for sure, but it was just one of those things that you just never knew what to expect with the team. It was so it was so funny, and and it's one of the things when I look back now, and it it sucks because at the time as as a young guy too, you're like I just want to get to the next level, right? Everything I can do to get to that next level, and then. And then it was over. And then you play, I play a couple of years in the next level. I'm like, holy smokes. Like it's great to be in the NHL, but it is nowhere near as fun as the times that you have in the American league with the guys, especially in Hershey too. Cause like everyone lives at the reserve. Everyone's, everyone's so tight. You do everything together. And I mean, I'm curious if it's still like that. Cause I know the area has changed a little bit. I was just there a couple of weekends ago and things have changed, but do you still find that the, the team's pretty tight? They, they are uh, all uh, guys still live either in the reserves or at the gardens. You know, there's a few guys that have, uh, sprinkled uh, away from that, but most of the guys live there and, and, and they're pretty close. And, and now the way, and you know, this, the way everything's going with the, the cell phones and video cameras, guys basically stay in their houses or have parties within each other. And, and, you know, it's, uh, that's just the way the times are. And, and, but we are, the teams are that have been here in the past have always been close and they still are. So. Yeah, and, and so we've got a couple guys with the Caps now who have recently come through your, your program. Ryan is now the, the Vice President of Hockey Operations, is that your title? Yes, yeah. So now running the show with, with Hershey, and so Connor McMichael came through, Martin Farivari came through there. I'm curious just kind of what you saw in those two guys and the kind of the experience they got in Hershey uh, and, and kind of what it, it's done for them at this next level. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's start with Mike's first. You know, he, he comes into a situation that I think helped him so much um, not going back to junior, coming to the American League, you know, I, Matt Molson took him under his wing, you know, just just taught him how to be a pro. And, you know, Spencer Carberry worked hard with him all year long. And you're coming out of junior, you're, you're the big dog in junior. You you tend to do some, some uh, you get into those bad habits that you can get away with in junior. But once you become a pro, you can't. And he had a lot of holes in his defensive, uh, his defensive end and, and his intensity. And... You know, with those two guys alone, just helped him out incredible. And he uh, he really thrived last year. You know, he was our top goal scorer along with Matt Molson. They were push, pushing each other, especially towards the end. They were kind of chirping each other before every game. So who, who's going to take over? I'm going to score. No, you, no, you're not, you know. So they went back and forth. But just the relationship they had alone, just I'm sure if you ask Mike that he probably grew a lot uh, just having Matt Molson uh, in the dressing room and being around him every day. Uh, and then Marty, you know, he, he could just tell he was going to go to the next level. His his skating is, uh, you know, probably yeah. one of the better skaters I've seen in a long time, especially as a defenseman. And he was so mature for his age and he just kept getting better and better. And, um, you know, probably last year, he probably shouldn't maybe been up in Washington the whole year, too. You know, but you know what? I, I, I think, uh, you know, you keep him down here for that extra time. It's only going to make the kid a, a better player. And he's doing a heck of a job this year. Did you see that goal he scored last night? I did. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. Uh, he Carl, is. Carl, Carl, I don't think you could score a goal like that. <laughs> oh, no, I for sure yeah. couldn't score a goal like that. However, I did score my best goal of my career in Hershey, though. So I, I, I got a couple I got a couple OK ones, but nothing. I would never challenge a guy one on one. That was not something I like to do. You know, I'd like to be <laughs> challenged one on one, but I would never I'd rather dump it in and try and beat someone in the corner. So that's not for me. Um, but I, I got a question, Helms, because I, I dealt with this. Uh, when I was in Laval just recently, where the balance between, um, you know, veteran players that 
they've had a had an entire career there and they're still trying to either you know get get a shot in the NHL or you know get a bigger payday or kind of set themselves up to potentially go to Europe versus the young guys who have been drafted who the caps obviously want to bring up and and mold and do you notice um obviously you need good guys like like Matt Molson and stuff like that that are going to kind of nurture those players but do you find the there's struggles every now and then like I don't I didn't know it you know it wasn't outward when I was in Hershey that there was struggles maybe some of the the older guys felt that way about me and Carly and and Perot and those guys but do you do you ever find that you're seeing that and how do you go about it like are you, are you getting pulled from the caps to do one thing but you guys want to do something else to win you know in the American League how does that work yeah, I'll be honest with you, Elsie. Um, you know, working with Chris Patrick and Jason Fitzsimmons, we've we've got a great bond, and they realize that uh, we have to win down here, and they want they want their young guys to come up through a winning atmosphere. And, and you know, you just look at the when you when they won the uh, Stanley Cup in 2018, how many guys came through, yeah. you know, Hershey, and you know, the farther we go in the playoffs, the the better it is. And you know, I I always talk to Chris Patrick about this, and. You know, you get to the first round in the playoffs down here, you know, maybe it feels like a little bit of a, a regular season game in the NHL. And as you get, you know, going and you get into the finals, now maybe that feels like an NHL playoff game. So he, they, we want to make sure that uh, we surround these young guys with good veteran players, but these veterans have to be come in here and, and realize that, you know, they're towards the end of the career. They're going to be good pros. They're going to teach these young guys how to be pros, and they want to win. And, you know, that's the type of, of, uh, of people we try to bring in here. And, um, you know, we did a great job. And, you know, going back to the 2018, you know, Travis Boyd went to the finals in 2016. You know, Nathan Walker, those two guys get inserted in the Pittsburgh series and do a heck of a job. So, you know, it, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been like in Hershey for a while that uh, you need to have good veteran players and, and it'll go a long ways with your young uh, prospects. And, that, and Washington and myself believe in that and uh, we have a great relationship. So it's been, been working so far and I think it's going to keep going that way. Who do, you, who, who do you got an eye on right now? Let, let, let us know who uh, is really kind of catching your eye right now. With, uh, with, with here, yeah. You know, there, there's, there's a couple guys, you know, obviously uh, Protoss is, is, you know, he's a young kid. I keep telling myself this kid's, you know, 21 years old. He's an old one. He's the same age as my son, Kate, you know, and, and you know, you're, you expect him to, uh, to perform at a high level every night, but it doesn't happen sometimes. Um, you, know, you know, and then you got a guy like Leeson who's, uh, you know, had some games up in the NHL that came down and he was getting his chances, just wasn't scoring, but now he's kind of getting his groove going. So there, those two guys too. And, you know, you got some guys on the back end with, uh, you know, uh, Tobias Geyser has grown a lot. And at the start of the year, you know, he came in and he was playing really well. And, and then he ended up getting COVID kind of slipped a bit when he came back, but now he's got his game back, you know, and, and he's the type of guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Alexiev, you know, I, I think he's, He's got some work to do. Could he use maybe a year or two, but uh, still down here? Yeah, I mean, uh, but he could be a guy that fits in your fifth, sixth defenseman, kills penalties. He eats eats uh, block shots, eats pucks like you used to do. All he reminds me of you when he's killing penalties. It's it's pretty impressive to what you know to get down there and face those shots. I still don't know how you did it, um, <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's a, a, he's something that uh, you know he's got to work on his foot speed and and uh, but I think again he's another young guy. We keep thinking these guys should be making these steps, but they're young. Uh, and, you know, I think Brian McClellan and, 
and uh, you know Chris Patrick want these guys to develop so they can help you guys down the road. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, we, and we, we've seen Alexi Protus up the up here already in the NHL for an extended mm-hmm. period of time this season. Uh, when we come back on All's Caps, I actually want to ask Brian Humber about his son Cade because Tarek brought this up to me last night, uh, and, and some more stories from Carl's time with the Hershey Bears. We'll be right back on All's Caps. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alzer and Hershey Bears Vice President of Hockey Operations, Brian Helmer. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, Tarek Al-Bashir last night asked me, Brian, to, to ask you about your son because apparently they were drafted like three picks apart a couple of years ago. How's Cade doing? Where is he playing now? Yeah, so he spent the year in uh, the NCDC in, in, for the Boston Advantage, had a really good year, led his team in uh, goal scoring and points. Uh, he's now um, trying to get uh, go to school for hockey. Um, he's got a few D3 schools after him. Um, awesome. but he, would he love to, to hopefully get a D1 uh, somewhere out in the next couple months? Absolutely. But, um, you know, we, we've did a couple tours. He, he toured Brockport, which is just outside of, uh, of uh, Rochester, yep. New York, and really liked it, liked the coast there. So he's got a lot of, lot of irons in the fire, so we'll see how this all unfolds. So. Did, were, you ever, were you guys ever deep partners in, in, in Hershey or, or in, in Washington? We, yeah. uh, well, I remember we were in the finals against uh, Winnipeg. We were part. We were partners, so we we played on and off, uh, especially our first year together. Right yeah, now. yeah. Not, I, mean, I feel like we kind of sw- everyone would rotate depending on what was going on with the game. But I've said this, Helms, and it's it's so frustrating to me because I have so many great memories of the um, of the time in Texas winning winning that one. And then in the in the Winnipeg one, I mean, I don't even know if you remember this, but I got I got hurt at that playoffs. I had a concussion. And uh, I can't tell you anything that happened in that final game. Oh, I have, man. I have like a, I have like maybe a five second window of seeing of seeing Mandy on the ice and one of our our uh, friends that we that was at the game. Otherwise, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in that series. And it's so frustrating because, like just like you said, how tight the team was. Like it, it, it I'm sure it was a great time, but yeah. I don't know what happened, and I'm so upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good time, and I remember you're my partner, and you you basically carried me. So thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so so that's perfect lead into this. I wanted to say this was such a good a good career lesson and life lesson for me that that you gave me and Carly. And I don't know if it hit Carly the same way that that it hit me, but it did. And you may not remember, but we were in Adirondack for a game, and and Adirondack was like a just an interesting place to play. And we were down, down by one. I think it was about three, three and a half minutes left. And I remember, um, Frenchie, I think it was Frenchie. He, he pretty much said to me and Carly, he's like, Hey, like, go, go do something like, go try and get this goal. 
And so we're like, okay, so we stayed out there for if, if three and a half minutes left in the game. We were out there for probably 245 of it. And I was dog tired. I know Carly was tired too. We didn't end up scoring. And we get in the, the room after. And I don't know, do you remember this, Helms, at all? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and, and you you ripped me and Carly. <clears throat> you essentially, without with all, all the uh, extra words in, in there, you pretty much just said, you know, we have other guys on this team that can score also. You don't need to stay out there the whole time. And I remember just sitting there thinking, like, holy smokes. Like, he's right. Like, this was so stupid and selfish regardless of what the coach said you're right like there's other guys that can play and that have energy to play and i remember that was it went on like my entire career i thought of that so i appreciate that i was very lucky to have someone like you to to be able to say that because a lot of guys would just say that behind someone's you know behind the after the rest of the guys and that's so invaluable to me so i've always wanted to thank you for it i don't think i've had that chance but, I mean, it, it, it goes a long way, you know, having that. And I don't think we have that in the game that much anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I do remember that time. And, and, you know, obviously you guys being younger, and, and I, I get it, you guys, you were, you know, uh, you guys were good, you know. And, and you know, when you extend your, your shifts like that and you see how tired you were and stuff like that. And we, we, again, we were all competitive. We always, everybody wants to win and stuff, you know. And it's just, you know, I came up as a young guy. I had Kevin Dean in, in Albany, and he taught me lots of lessons when I was younger too. And in, in time you spend on the ice and your, your, the, the length of your shifts and that sort of stuff. So that was just one little thing. I'm glad glad it stuck with you. And, <laughs> but, uh, again, that's that's how close we were as a team, right? You could do that sort of stuff. And I knew that you and, and Carly could take that sort of stuff. So, you know, there's certain guys that you probably couldn't do that too because they would fold up tent and, and, you know, take their puck and leave. But I knew that you two could handle that sort of stuff. So Yeah, and, and I want you to pass this note on to Pam because – because Mandy has said it for years. She's like, I, I wish that I'm like Pam when I'm older because still like to have fun with the team, was always around and, and having a good time. And I feel like we we tried to do that <laughs> as we got older. I didn't last as long as you did playing pro hockey, but but please pass that message on that Mandy was always uh, you know very envious of, of what uh, you guys did as a couple for a te- for the team. So it was, you know, that's that's what every player is looking for, is someone to, to mold the young guys. But I want to bring up this because... I remember as a young guy, like there were so many times where I was just scared shitless out there because some of these guys, you got Yablonski, you got Morasti, these guys just cruising around looking for something with just looking scary. Is there anybody that you can you can think of or a couple guys that you, that were just scary tough being out being out on the ice in the American League? Yeah, I mean, when we first started, uh, or when I first started back in like uh, the early '90s, there, I mean, they there was guys like that on every team, like three or four guys like that. Um, but the the one thing is, uh, Aussie is those guys are honest. Like if you messed up, you'd have to answer the bell. But if you just played hard, um, you know, they wouldn't bug you, and yeah. they would fight each other. And you know, if the game got out of hand, you would you would throw your tough guys out. They would have their tough guys out. You know, and so it, it was always. You know they would fight each other and but uh they'd keep you know they they would keep you honest if if you did something to one of their players um you know you knew that they were going to tap you on the shoulder and, and you'd have to answer the bell so um there was a lot of uh kind of scary guys back when i played but yeah. uh, you know like, like frank by they called him the oh, animal God, yeah, the animal you know? yeah yeah back so, in the old spectrum yeah absolutely you know there's guys like that like and guys that you know, have huge hands. Like I, I, I love a guy like uh, Dylan McGrath on our team. You know, yeah. he's a he's a type type of old school, you know, tough guy. But he can play the game, and 
he, he when he's on the ice, it, it's amazing how he just calms everything down. And, you know, he has that presence in it. It's almost like a bit of old school. And that was one guy that since I've taken this position, I, I wanted a guy like that because I think he makes a difference on your team. He makes guys on your team bigger and uh, and he controls everything out there. And like I, I remember this year we were playing uh, uh, Belleville and in the first period, Mac did a slash on a guy and because it's Dylan McGrath ends up getting kicked out of the game and all of a sudden you know Belleville starts to get a little bit bigger and and kind of takes advantage of some of our players you know and, and when he if he's out there that doesn't happen so uh you know I think it's important to have guys like that on your team yeah it's it's funny to it's a good way to look at it too how you just said that um that, yeah it makes makes other guys bigger but if you're a player and you're going out there running around and taking liberties on people and then, you know, maybe you're not the, t- the, the tough guy or the fighter, but now your team's fighter has to fight their team's fighter. You know, you screwed up as, as the, the, the chirpy, you know, young guy, because now I've, I've made you made my guy fight when maybe he wouldn't have fought that night, you know? So it just gives you a layer of responsibility, which I'm with you. Like, I feel like every team still needs to have that. Like, you know, why don't we talked about it with with Beegs the other day and sure. uh, in Arizona? Like, did you you saw that Helms? I I'm, did, yeah. I'm sure, right? Like, Anaheim doesn't have that guy anymore, and now Beegs goes and you know and, and pumps Terry, and then there's no one no one to step in. So it's a good example. You don't need to have someone out there that can't skate and and play the game, but you you need you need toughness on a team. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and, and 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 Brian, it's it's not like it's the Charlestown Chiefs. We're not talking about that style, but like the AHL still has a little bit of that old school. H- how have you seen kind of AHL hockey evolve from kind of your playing days to now? Because you do have fewer of those enforcers, but you still have some of that same mentality. Yeah, I, I mean the game has got so much faster. It's sure. it's amazing. Like just in I, you know I've been retired almost ten years now, but just the the skill of these young guys. Uh, they're not afraid to try anything. I know, you know, when we played Aussie, you know, if you put it through your legs, guys would be chirping you. Um, Now it's, you see it almost once or twice a game and you you got this Michigan, you know, goal. And, and, you know, if, if back in the day, if you even tried that guys would probably break your hand, you know, it's just, but these guys can do it and it's, it's impressive. It's fun to watch, you know, and it's, but you're right. It's the one thing I am noticing down here in the American league, and the, the NHL too is you see scrums now everyone keeps their gloves on which is it's kind of funny it's, but you know back in the day if there's a scrum everyone dropped their gloves you would pair off you might not throw any punches but at least you'd hold on to the guy now it's just funny to me that everyone just keeps their gloves on and, and holds on that way and I really don't understand it but uh that's just <laughs> that's the way it is and and I, I don't think fighting will ever go away I hope it doesn't um I think it has to be part of the game I think it's it's a competitive sport, you know, and, and it's, it's, you get, you get worked up and, and certain things happen and, and you take, uh, you know, usually two guys can just drop their gloves and get it over with and go to the penalty box and, and then get on with the game. So uh, I think it'll always be there. I, I, I'm an old school, school kind of guy. I like seeing that sort of stuff. Uh, there's certain times when I'm standing up in my suite and guys are, you know, maybe running one of our guys or, and they, they don't do anything back. I get, I get a little upset. I'm like, you know, get them back, you know, cross check them, you know, especially in front of the net, you know, that was, that was fun back in the day. You would give it to the guy in front of the net. He'd give it back to you. You get a little scrub, you know, then go the, the next time the guy came in, he knew that you were going to do the same thing. You don't yeah. see that. It's starting to, uh, that stuff's starting to go away of the game. But again, I think the game's exciting. It's fast. It's it's got a lot of skill, so it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, well, I, with the cross-checking rule, right? You can't you you can't do anything. That was I I don't know. I probably 
I probably wouldn't have been able to play in the playoffs because that's like I was always so excited for the playoffs. I'm like, yes, this is when I get to go up a up five percent flex on my stick, so I can really start giving it to guys. Or Tom Pody, who'd have the squared off stick, so that his cross checks meant a little more every time you let one go. So it's it's unfortunate, but you're right though. And and like you said, even about trying, like guys aren't afraid to try stuff. I was watching the highlights um, from the games last night, and it's Troy it, or it's Terry again. I mean, sorry to pick on the guy, but he tries to beat. Uh, Huberto one-on-one in overtime inside his own blue line. Next thing you know, his pocket gets picked and the game's over. It's like, it, it just, they, they don't have fear. And I don't know if it's because there's no repercussion or not no, but less repercussions, you know, it's like a little bit more freedom to, to try these things, a little longer leash, but it's just, I mean, I, I couldn't do it. Like I said earlier, I, I dumped the puck in cause I'm not, I'm not turning that thing over. I'd rather ice it. You know, I remember this is funny. Do you remember we had the drill? I think Frenchie would do it. You do that Frenchie or Woody, but it was, we would practice our dumps and we'd try and ice it off the glass without getting all the way down the rink. I'm like, this is sweet. How many teams do that anymore? Uh, none. <laughs> none. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone away. Oh, it's too bad. It was a yeah. skill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and look, there's not a whole lot of more skilled teams over the history of AHL hockey than the Hershey Bears. As we're sitting here talking, seven uh, is the magic number to clinch a playoff spot in the Calder Cup playoffs. Uh, when we come back on All Caps, Brian Helmer will be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner and VP of Hockey Operations for the Hershey Bears, Brian Helmer. I'm AP Hockey Writer Steve Wino. And now for Carl's favorite portion of the show, Carl's Stupid Questions. All right, so so I've, I've given Helms the rundown of what's going on. So he's a, he's a first-timer, first hasn't really seen what happened, so hopefully we can stump him a little bit. Um, and, and my questions here are, half of them are hockey-related. Normally they're not, but since you played for so long, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on some things. Um, so the first one is, if you could have the best in the league of any one of these skills, which one would it be? Would it be vision and passing? Would it be hands, shot, or speed? Uh, speed, for sure. Speed? The way, the way the game is now. You could you can fly out there. You could probably just put the puck between your legs and just jump in the net or something when you blow by everybody. It doesn't matter if you have the hands or anything like that. So I'd say speed. So you'd be Luis Mendoza. Yeah, exactly. Ice cheetah Jason Chimera. Yes, yes, exactly. Speed. Okay, I like it. Um, okay, so would you rather have played five five years in the NHL and win a Stanley Cup or 15 years in the NHL and have a, let's say, above average career, but no no Stanley Cup, no playoff experience? Oh, a Stanley Cup for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's, that's why we play the game, right? So it's uh, to win a championship would have been, uh, I would, it would have been special, you know, to especially win the uh, Stanley Cup, but I'll take, a, I'll take a few Calder Cups too. That's pretty sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what's funny, actually, I think it was McMichael um, that uh, his answer was really great. I asked him that same question. And I think he said 15 years because he couldn't imagine only playing hockey for five years. And I'm like, that's actually a really good way to look at it, you know, because I would be at first, I'd think, yeah, I mean, you got to win. That's that's what we do. But 
I'm like, yeah, it's a good point. You play five years and you're done. Yeah. And that's it. So it was, it was a good point, but I'm with you Helms on that. Okay. So I've thought of this a lot recently, especially, um, in your opinion, what's the best thing about retirement from hockey? Is it the, the mental break, the physical break, or less less time on the bus, less travel? <laughs> well, it's funny you say the uh, the travel because we we just got caught in Charlotte, so I had an, uh, about a seven hour ride from from Charlotte to Hershey. So, um, <laughs> it, so but for me, you know, it's it's um, you know obviously the the bus rides and people people always ask me like how did you do the bus rides for so long and stuff like that? But I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the bus rides. It's uh, now, especially you got your phone, you can put, uh, you know, music on or, or movies and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I would do the bus. <laughs> Perfect. These are my favorite types of questions to ask right here. What's your favorite breakfast food? Uh, eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. How okay. do you like your eggs? Bacon, hash browns yes. and rye toast. <laughs> right toast <laughs> how do you like your eggs because this is another uh, over easy oh there you go we just yes. talked about that <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> over easy eggs and do you when you have scrambled eggs do you put uh, ketchup on them uh, yeah always ketchup on everything <laughs> ketchup on everything okay perfect yeah. i was hoping you'd say that are you a ketchup um, and eggs guy carl i used to be yeah when, when we used to eat eggs i'd always go scrambled well if I was just going eggs, then yeah, for sure scrambled with ketchup. And then I got into like the over easy, over medium type thing with toast. But, you know, those were the days. Um, <laughs> okay, so I was at the game yesterday and I thought it was unbelievable. I'm so happy they did this. But the guys have goal songs now, right? And and uh, Irwin's was I Believe in Miracles, yeah, which was un- unbelievable. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. But what would your goal song be, Helms? Oh, man. Oh, man. Would you go uh, something funny, something like rock oh, and roll? I would try something funny for sure. Like I'm too sexy. <laughs> I'm too sexy for this shirt. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, that was uh, Hathaway had the uh, Night at the Roxbury song, and it was like this whatever that was, sixth goal of the night, and they did the close up on him, and you could tell he wanted to so bad. He's looking up, and then sure enough, there he starts giving it to uh, us. And I don't think enough people realize what he was doing, but. That's the one thing about the game today is you, you see more personality, right? With social media and that sort of stuff. And they, you know, the guys do so much more on the jumbotron and, and stuff like that. So it's pretty neat to see the different personalities come out in these guys. Yeah. Branding, man. They're, they're all prepping themselves for, I don't know if they're thinking about it now, but prepping themselves for post hockey. And that's one thing I did never did. I didn't do a good job at that <laughs> social media game. So we're working on it. See if we can get there one day. I still don't have any social media. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question is what's your guilty pleasure? Uh, beer and pizza. Beer and pizza. <laughs> Great answer. Too much beer too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, uh, that's the well-balanced meal after a game on the bus right there. Uh, absolutely. Well, this beer. is the podcast of beer, pizza, and the bell center hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. That's the one thing when you go to Montreal, I always, I was, uh, I always look forward to that stuff. Yeah, that's the one good thing about that place. Um, okay, so that's all six. <laughs> Let me just quickly tally these up here. Um, speed was good. Five years, I'm with you on that. Travel, over easy, which I'm also with you on. And beer and pizza. Helm's pretty good effort. Um, let's punch that in. That brings you to 143 points. Yes. Woohoo! Pretty <laughs> 
Pretty solid. That that brings you for sure top ten. I'd have to double check exactly, but we gotta do a leaderboard at some point here, Carl. We're gonna we gotta, do a leaderboard. Next yeah. time, next time you and I do this in person, I gotta get. We're gonna like like put this in a spreadsheet or something and, and figure this out. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Helms. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank and, you. And Brian, thanks very much for for joining us on Allscaps. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate having me on here. So enjoy the rest of your day. Everybody, everybody else, we'll talk to you next week while the Capitals are on their longest road trip of the season. We'll talk to you next time on Allscaps.